Hey, hey, hey! Welcome to the Be Beautiful Inside and Out show with me, your host, Leanne McHugh. I'm just a mum of three on a mission. A mission to help women take back their power, know their worth and feel that they're most confident inside and out. Think of me as your emotional cheerleader who gets real, raw and honest about the highs and lows of motherhood and being a woman. You'll listen into this podcast and think, thank God it's not just me. If you're listening into this show, be prepared to be tricked into loving yourself. Hey, 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 welcome to what is officially the first episode of the Be Beautiful Inside and Out show. This episode is called The Road I've Walked. Now, the reason I named this episode this name is because I think it's really important for you to get to know me as a listener and understand my background, what I've been through and everything that's led me up to where I am today. And the things that have happened in my life that have prompted me to search out personal development and work in the law of attraction and work and invest in myself um, to be able to live life at my most fulfilled and happiest. I'm not saying by any means my life is perfect because it's far, far, far from that. Um, But yeah, there's lots of things that have happened in my life that have led me up to this moment today. And I thought it would be really nice for you to, to get to know me. So if you listened into the trailer, you know that I talk about getting real and raw and honest and being really honest with you, I am so excited to start this podcast and I can't quite believe that it's actually happening. It's something that I've wanted to do for a long, long time. I've thought about it. I've listened into so many other podcasts over the last few years and I had so much imposter syndrome because in my head I thought, who wants to listen to me? Like, who even cares about my story? I'll be talking about imposter syndrome at a later point in more detail. But yeah, I just knew, I felt so called to be able to share my story and just to be able to help other people the way that other people have helped me so much. So the reason I decided to start this podcast now is, as I say, to help other people, but also as a journal for myself. I became a single parent last August to my three beautiful daughters, Molly, Annie and Esme. And Esme was only five months at the time. And, you know, life is really hard as a parent anyway. I'm sure that mums and dads and parents out there can really relate. But to be doing it, you know, on your own and to make a decision that is best for you in the long run, there's so much emotion and fear and anxiety that comes along with that. So, yeah, I've been doing a lot of work on myself again recently And I just felt that now was the right time to be able to share my message, share my story, share my learnings and be able to give back to other people. And I love, you know, doing reels on Instagram. I love doing TikToks. But being honest, as a mum of three to three very young children, I don't have time to be putting on my makeup and getting on screen every day. So I thought the podcast would be the perfect place to share this with you all. So I'm going to go right back to my childhood and I have two younger brothers. We're all very close in age as well. 
and we had a really really happy childhood um I always danced I danced in the age of three started going to stage school when I was older and my brothers always played football they ate they slept they breathed football and for quite a girly girl I was really into football as well because I had no other choice in the matter <laughs> so my weekends would be spent watching my brothers playing football um the Spanish football was always on in my house on a Saturday night, you know, watching Barcelona, Real Madrid. Um, every night of the week, there was some sort of football on in my house because my dad was just, again, a massive football fan um, and a coach as well. So people would always comment when we were younger that they really wanted to keep in with our family, you know, with a performer and two very talented footballers. And we had parents that were really, really committed to our interests. You know, my dad, as I say, coached my brothers playing football in both of their teams. My mum and dad would practice with me with my singing um, on a Saturday night. I remember being younger. Um, I don't know why this memory always pops into my head, but I remember practicing the song maybe this time from Cabaret and my dad helping me with my breathing and him and my mum giving me hints and tips on how I should perform it. I think I was going to a competition the next day. So yeah, our, our house was a really, really happy family unit. We had very, very humble upbringings. I mean, we didn't really want for anything, but our mum and dad really, really had to work hard to give us um, the life that we had. But we didn't have a lot either. Um, so, yeah, we just had very simple, happy um, lives with life experience. Um, but when I was younger, my mum became really unwell with her mental health. And the older I get and understand, it's something that she always struggled with again through her late teenage and into her adult years. And when she became particularly unwell when I was about 12, 13, this was at a time before there was much awareness or understanding, nothing like there is today. Um, and it's amazing that there's so much awareness and understanding. People are more open about talking about it. But back then, like you know, early 2000s, people just weren't talking about it. They didn't understand it. People weren't admitting that they were unwell. So I was exposed to mental health from a very, very young age. And I think naturally being the oldest out of three children, you just take on this sort of protective role over the rest of your family as well, don't you? I'm sure other older children out there can understand. Even when it's not expected of you, you just naturally do it. But I remember thinking but my mum's not sick. How does this work? You know, she wasn't in hospital. She wasn't back and forth to doctors. Like, I just couldn't really get my head around it. Um, So yeah, it's so, it is, it's amazing how much openness there is to that illness today. Um, But yeah, so my mum and dad, ultimately my mum's illness, her mental health, led my mum and dad to separate him when I was mid in my mid-teens um, and although I really continued with my passions I continued going to stage school I always really struggled with my confidence and I suppose naturally as a teenager teenage girl in the performing arts industry that's not uncommon but when your parents separate at a very vulnerable age I think it just adds fuel to the fire so as a teenager, I didn't have a boyfriend. Um, I was so focused on school. I studied really, really hard at school. 
Um, I was a bit of a swat actually. <laughs> um, but I was so focused on school and performing and I didn't really know how to be or act around boys, if I'm, if I'm honest. I wasn't overly interested and then again, I didn't have much confidence. So I just stayed out of relationships. Um, and yeah, as I say, my mum and dad split up when I was in the middle of my exams and leaving school and coming to that really sort of tender age where you're like, what am I going to do with my life? Um, and at that point, somebody really toxic came into my life and was in my life for a long, long time up until a couple of years ago. So a lot of change and a lot of trauma creeping in already at that point. Now, when it came to the stage of me leaving school, I became so sick when I was in my last year. I had tonsillitis and glandular fever. I was so lost. And when I look back, I was actually really depressed, but I didn't know that's what was going on. But yeah, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. And I just had this niggle inside me that I wasn't good enough to make it as a performer. And again that certain toxic person who came into my life validated this even more for me I was made to feel like it wasn't a real career that there was no yeah there was no job there was no career in it at the end of the day that it was a hobby and yeah you sort of take on these opinions of people well I did anyway at a really tender age but anyway I still went on and decided to do musical theatre at college And I worked towards my HND and then went on to complete my degree. And I read The Secret when I was at college, in my first year of college, and became exposed to the law of attraction at a very early age. But again, had that lack of belief that it would work for me. But I always knew about it. I was aware of it and I knew that it, it existed. When I was 18, I fell in love for the first time. I met my first ever boyfriend. But again, because I had that lack of confidence, that lack of self-worth and self-belief within that relationship, it was my first relationship. I had no boundaries or true understanding of myself. Um, And as I say, no self-worth or self-love. And the relationship ended up really toxic, unfortunately, as a result. Now, that's not to say anybody was bad or people are toxic. I think when you're young and in love and really clueless, to be honest, unfortunately, these things do happen. But that relationship took me to the other side of the world. I ran off to Australia once I finished my degree. And I was just always searching for this missing piece in my life and fulfillment. When I was in Australia, I went for an audition and I gained the part of Tracy Turnblad in Hairspray in a little city just outside Melbourne called Ballarat. And it was really this huge opportunity for me at that point to get myself out there into the performing arts industry in Australia. And unfortunately, at that point, my relationship broke down and I came home when my papa took unwell so ultimately I couldn't do the show. So when I came home to Scotland I got a full-time job in the corporate world and ended up stuck in the rat race to be honest. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the corporate world but 
it took me a long time to realize that it really wasn't for me it's not where my purpose lay it's not where my passions were and yeah it definitely was a rat race for me now I hadn't really rebelled as a teenager as I say I was a bit of a swat I was really focused I had my odd moments like you know drinking with my friends and doing things I probably shouldn't have been doing like every teenager does but I don't feel like I ever truly really rebelled and I think that all came out in my 20s being honest with you so when I had a full-time job I had more I was earning more money than I ever had um I partied I spent all of my money on clothes alcohol nightclubs nights out I had such a lack mindset I felt like I had to buy all these things to look and feel and act a certain way because as I say I was just missing something in my life I had lots of great career opportunities within the company that I worked for but again I just always knew that there was something lacking and something missing I kept chasing new roles and opportunities within the business to grow and succeed but never ever finding true happiness or purpose in any of the job roles that I was doing so a few years later so it would have been about six years ago now um the relationship that I was in at the time broke down came to an end I'd left a job role in that business that was making me ill and I was back in the original job role that I had started in and to be honest I just hit rock bottom. I was heartbroken, I was terrified and I dreaded the thought of the future. I didn't know what my future was going to look like, my friends were starting to get married and have babies And I felt that I was back in the same position that I had been, you know, seven, eight years ago. So just had no clue what to do with my life. And I realized at that point that the whole last 10 years of my life had been spent, you know, just kept so busy to avoid my emotions, my feelings, my traumas. And although I would try and stay positive, I was really bubbly and charismatic on the outside. Under the surface, I was breaking. And I wouldn't take the time to take care of myself or look after myself consistently. If I was getting done up, it was for a night out or to look a certain way. I just wasn't really, as I say, taking care of myself or showing myself any sort of love. And I really didn't take the time to sit out and truly work out what I wanted from life so a few months after that I made a conscious decision to start looking after myself and at that point call it fate call it the universe call it God somebody was looking out for me because I discovered a network marketing business in the health and wellness industry and at that point I realized that this is what exactly what I needed in my life at that time I started to learn so much about personal development. I started to understand the connection between the mind and the body, different ways of creating wealth that meant you weren't having to work the typical nine to five, different ways of looking at health and happiness and well-being and looking after myself and my body as a whole. Six years down the line from discovering that network marketing business I'm now a mummy to three beautiful daughters 
I've opened a performing arts school for children, which is something I dreamed of doing, you know, my whole life since I was a wee girl. And I've learned so, so much on this journey of life in the last six years. Now I'm so much more confident and fulfilled. And that's why I want to help so, so many people realise and remember their potential and truly live life on their terms. Because I think as children and young people, we know our potential. We know how good we are. And as we're adults or as we go from teenagers into adults, we start to take on all these different thoughts and opinions that take us away from who we truly are. And we forget our worth and we forget how worthy we are so for me as a young child I had huge dreams growing up and even as a teenager and young adult I was you know made to believe that there were delusions of grandeur and they were unrealistic that they were just dreams there was no way that I could fulfill or manifest these dreams because yeah like to to so many people they were just working nine to five um they had you know, what would be deemed normal lives. Um, you work hard for your money, you buy a house and you retire and that's just the circle of life. Um, so I think naturally when that's all people know, they tell you that your dreams are unrealistic because they don't know how to help you. And if there's one thing that I've learned over the last few years, it's that anything absolutely anything is possible with vision drive mindset and purpose and all the things that I'm now learning you know I wish I knew them 10-15 years ago but I didn't um and I think that life could have been very very different had I known these things at that point However, I wouldn't be here today talking to you on that podcast so I am truly truly grateful for the journey that I've been on And I think that this is empowering me and allowing me to help yourself listening right here and to help my own children and help the children that I teach and understand from a young age how worthy and what their potential is. So I think that this mindset and attitude to life is really defining how I am, as I say, as a parent and how I teach my own daughters about confidence and self-love. And I want to be able to share everything I've learned and I'm still learning on a daily basis to impact and inspire so many other people around me. I really truly think that our external world is a huge reflection of what's going on in the inside, what's going on with our health, our skin, our relationships, our careers. It's all impacted by what we feed our body and our minds. Now, a quote that's always really resonated with me since I was a wee girl is this following quote here from The Twits by Roald Dahl. So here it goes. If a person has ugly thoughts, it begins to show on the face. And when that person has ugly thoughts every day, every week, every year, the face gets uglier and uglier until you can hardly bear to look at it. A person who has good thoughts cannot ever be ugly. You can have a wonky nose, a crooked mouth and a double chin and stick out teeth. But if you have good thoughts, it will shine out of your face like sunbeams and you will always look lovely. Now that quote there, 
that is the exact inspiration for naming my business and this podcast Be Beautiful Inside and Out and I hope that that's resonated with you too and already you're starting to think about how you can look after yourself, how you can feel better and be able to do so in order to be able to pay it forward and help the others around you. So yeah, that's a little bit about my journey. I'll certainly be sharing more with you as time goes on. Um, And I'm really, really excited to do so. I'm excited to share more of the journey and all of the learnings and really looking forward to the next episode of the podcast already. So thank you so much for listening and I will see you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening into this week's episode. I would really love it if you could leave me a five-star review and subscribe if you're enjoying the show, as this helps many other beautiful souls like you discover the podcast. Follow me on Instagram at bebeautifulinsideandoutwithlee, Lee spelled L-I, and also at the Mindful Mummy Life. Screenshot, share to your stories and with the friends you know who may benefit. Remember, you are worthy, you are loved, you are enough and you are beautiful inside and out.